0: You are listening to the Stillbirth Matters podcast, presented by the Star Legacy Foundation, a national nonprofit founded on the belief that every pregnancy deserves a happy ending. My guest for this episode is Marjorie Vale, a New York native who lost her son Alexei to stillbirth in 2004. Marjorie is the recent winner of the Mrs. New York American pageant and selected the Star Legacy Foundation and Stillbirth Awareness as her platform. on our podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, Chris. I'm really excited to be here with you today.
0: Absolutely. And the first thing I wanted to do is just congratulate you on on being named Mrs. New York American and and thank you for choosing Star Legacy Foundation and Stillbirth Awareness for your platform. Um, It's a rare platform um, that someone would choose this, but I know this is a very personal topic to you. Can we, can we get into your story a little bit? Tell us about your son and how you became involved with Stillbirth Awareness.
1: Absolutely. So about, not about, definitely 16 years ago, uh, my husband and I were expecting our first child. And, of course, it's an exciting time, you know, when you're expecting your first child. And we had a pretty uneventful pregnancy, nothing to worry about, um, nothing to crazy um I I wasn't even really even sick um and and when it was time for us to go into labor had a pretty uneventful labor as well in terms of like me laboring and you know um contractions and all of that when it came time to go to the hospital I remember thinking right before I was got into the hospital so a lady coming in, coming out with her baby securing the car seat into the car and I was thinking to myself oh my gosh that's going to be us in a few hours and I was delivering at a hospital in Manhattan that happened to have a birthing center so um we went in and you know I just kind of I labored for about 2 hours and then all of a sudden because it was a birthing center I wasn't hooked up to many monitors it was just one cuz they would uh listen to the heartbeat and as it was time for me to push we, I was pushing and I and I saw we saw his head crown and everything and then it just went from you know it just began, it began to become a nightmare because all of a sudden they couldn't hear his heartbeat. And so, you know, they called the doctor, they couldn't wait for the docs. They rushed us into the OR and it was after I was put, I was put under. And when I woke up is when they told us that he didn't make it. Um, and so I have never, ever heard of that in my whole entire life, I was really pretty shocked um, that that was even a possibility, that someone can lose their child in labor. But that is um, our story, and, um, and thus began my tra- trajectory to wanting to find answers and wanting to help. I wish that I could say that I wanted to help in the beginning, and I think I went through a process of needing to heal uh needed to figure out whether I wanted to tell my story I knew I I didn't want to deny my son but I definitely wanted to support other women but and it took me a while to get there but I felt like around 2015 is when I felt like okay I feel like people can handle this conversation uh, whereas before I didn't and so that's what led me to sell birth awareness
0: and your 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 trajectory—it's kind of fascinating to me because at the Star Legacy Foundation, we often observe that people are most active in their advocacy and their speaking out of their story in those very early years, right after a loss. But you right. you took some time, and I'm wondering what what happened in your life uh, during that time. What what milestones were you hitting in your life, and then was there anything that happened that made you um, that inspired you to want to be more active and, and be more vocal?
1: So, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I, after we lost our son, Alex, his name is Alexei, and we, uh, I, I just went through a process of grieving, um, lots of anger, lots of uh, bitterness. You know, I kind of pushed everyone away uh, for a while. And just trying to find my peace, and I think it took me a while to find peace. Uh, And I uh, took some years, you know. We traveled, and we just kind of did things. And then I got pregnant again, actually, two years later, and we had our son, Amelian, who's 14 years old now. And I think being a mother again kind of kept me occupied, but I know that I wanted to be able to share. Uh, my story, because, you know, I didn't really know many people who, who had my story, who, who've gone through sober. It wasn't until I started competing in pageants. I had pageants that um, wanted people to have a platform. So prior to that, my platform was supporting um, education in Haiti, which is where my family is from. And I've done a lot of work there done some missionary work there and so i i chose that as something that i wanted as my platform but then i felt like it wasn't enough like i felt like there were so many people who were focused on education and and haiti uh so i i wanted i felt like stillbirth was something that wasn't getting the attention that it deserved that it needed more people to speak out. And so one year when I was competing I decided, you know what? It's not going to be popular, but I'm going to choose stillbirth as my platform. And so that's that's when I felt like it, I felt ready and the time was was now to be able to do that.
0: And it is a very different platform than many of the other platforms that are out there. And I'm wondering how has it been received?
1: You know, it's interesting. I think I think most people are usually very sympathetic. Uh, I can't say empathetic, but very sympathetic uh, to the platform. And people are, you know, ask me how, you know, what happened. I can't say everyone is always just kind of like wanting to know, but I, I know that uh, people would agree with you that it it is a very unique platform and therefore you know people realize it's not a conveyor belt platform it is something that is near and dear to my heart and so the the rawness and the truthness of it is always I feel like very um, uh, humbling in a sense or very just kind of like awestruck because you know it's not something – it's not like, oh, my sister went through it or my cousin went through it. It's something that I've gone through and that I'm speaking about. So I feel like people are always ready to listen because they know that it is something that is from the heart. It's my real life and must be very, very important to me if I'm willing to put myself out there, my story out there for people to know.
0: And what you're doing is creating awareness. And I want to talk about the word awareness for a minute right now, because I know to many people, the word awareness doesn't mean very much. It's not very powerful. But in the pregnancy loss and stillbirth community, it means everything. Because as you mentioned, you didn't even know stillbirth was a possibility. Um, Why do you think awareness is so important for stillbirth?
1: awareness is you know i think you know i was saying this to someone else when you think about like when you're in a plane right and they're giving those um instruction on what if what if you know if this happens and this happens this is what you should do i see it in the same way that when you are pregnant you should be able to know what the possibilities of certain things And I feel that um, doctors are um, just really uh, hesitant, hesitant to talk about it because, you know, they they worry about their patients. They don't want to scare them. But I feel like because it happens more often than we know, that it it needs to be a part of the conversation. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen to you, but you should know and you should be ready and cognizant of the the signs, you know, just the same way when the stewardess or the flight attendants say, tell us, you know, what to do on, on a plane, just in case something happens doesn't necessarily mean the plane is going down. It's just that we're ready. Right. And so in the same way, I feel like women or families should know a, that stillbirth is a possibility. And what are the signs that we should be looking for? so that we're ready and we're ready to run in to, you know, get support and help.
0: I'm really glad you brought that up because one of the biggest pushbacks that the Star Legacy Foundation and others often get from the medical community is that you don't want to stress out the mom. We don't want to unnecessarily cause stress. But beyond just knowing that it's a possibility, what else do you know about stillbirth that you think is most important for other moms to know?
1: You know, one thing that I've I I've learned, I mean, throughout my years in in, in supporting other, you know, other women and other families that have gone through it is that there is <clears throat> there is, you know, stillbirth crosses all races, all um you know, it, cr- it crosses color lines, it, it ca- crosses all, uh, how would I say that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it crosses all uh, economics, you know, uh, it can happen to anyone, and I, I, I feel like somehow, some ways, sometimes people think that it's, you know, well, if you do this, or if you just smoke, or if you just you know, if you take drugs or, you know, they don't realize it. It could be anyone. It could be, it can happen to anyone. And I think the more that we're uh, aware of that, then um, the more maybe we could, we would take, uh, take notice or would want to know more about the possibilities. And like I said, I, I, I I agree that um, pregnant women shouldn't be stressed out, but how for me, I know how I felt after it happened to us, and how angry I felt for the fact that, like, I didn't know. You know, I felt ill prepared for the situation that I was in, and I, I, just felt like if I, if I knew that there was a possibility, you know, <clears throat> I felt like there were certain things that maybe I would have done, you know, differently or more, or be more aware of, or or things like that. Um, that are that are are important.
0: I'm just curious if pageantry was part of your life 16 years ago, um, when when you when you lost your son, was that part of your life back then?
1: It actually was not. It was not. I felt that pageantry just gave me that, um, just kind of of a step up. Um, as a vocal uh, a megaphone for stillbirth. And that's how I saw it. Uh, like I said, when I, earlier, prior to that, when I was competing, I you know, I did a lot of um, missionary work and work uh, with Haiti in, with uh, education in Haiti. And it just took I it just took, I had an epiphany one day I'm like, well, here I have this megaphone. I have this platform. And I can speak about anything. Why not speak about stillbirth? Because it's something that I've gone through, and many people seem to be afraid to talk about. Especially when I, when I, when we lost our son 16 years ago, there were, I, we didn't go to therapy. There was no support group. Nothing. We just had to navigate through this grief by ourselves and what better way to let women know like they don't have to be alone there are great places there are great organizations that can help them through it than using my voice you know as you know Mrs. so and so in pageant world to do that
0: i'm really glad you said that because when you're right in the thick of it it feels like things are moving so slowly and you're and progress is being made so slowly in this space but the way you described what things were like 16 years ago makes me feel like we've come a really long way since then. And I'm wondering how, if you can articulate that, if we can go expand on that a little bit more about what have you observed about just our society in general as it relates to the acceptance of stillbirth and the conversations around it in the last 16 years?
1: Well, one thing I think social media has allowed for things to open up more. Uh, in ways that wasn't possible 16 years ago or open up the conversation in ways that wasn't possible 16 years ago. That 16 years ago, I didn't have that platform. No one had that platform. And so you kind of felt like you were suffering in isolation. And so I you know, I remember when I was sitting there in a the hospital thinking, what the heck am I going to do? How am I going to get through this? And the poor social worker who was there just didn't know what to do with us. Right. And so it it wasn't like I can go Google and say, still stillbirth awareness or, you know, lost a child. I had I didn't have that. So I feel like especially now, just with social media alone, at your fingertips, you're able to be able to um, bring or find or discover plenty of organizations um, and Star Legacy Foundation being one of them. As, as a means of support, you know, as a means of uh, information that I never had, I didn't have at all. And so we've come a long way in that way. And I feel like technology has expanded, you know, uh, those opportunities. And I feel like more because of technology, more and more people are vocal and speaking and sharing their stories and in sharing their stories, others are sharing their stories. And so we're getting the kind of uh, recognition that stillbirth awareness deserves.
0: So as Mrs. New York American, what do you have planned for stillbirth awareness?
1: Well, first thing, of course, is awareness. And also, I would like to um, help in, st- help Star Legacy Foundation in um, their research. Um, I know that we're, we're, we're trying to figure out the whys. And I know that we have, you know, the, the surveys that um, we're asking women to do, um, women who have been pregnant, women who are pregnant now, women um, who have suffered a loss just so that we can we can start understanding the whys and getting to the roots. I know that we have um, Marnie who is trying to raise money because she's um, uh, got connected with um, the Ariadne Labs uh, and the, the groups that did a study that in Scotland who was able to reduce the amount of stillbirths in the year based on you know certain things that they did with families um, to help them be aware and, and look for signs. So I really want to support that um, that uh, research. I want to help to I want to help Star Legacy Foundation raise um, the money to be able to do that. I want to be able to talk about my story. I want to um, talk about what stillbirth is, and you know, sadly, with the recent uh, news with um, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend's son. Um, passing I feel like stillbirth awareness more so is in the forefront because now you have celebrities who you know who so in a raw way share their story and so people are talking about it more so it's 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 a time to just kind of take the momentum and go right so just sharing more about what stillbirth is helping people to be aware helping helping us to um, do the research and also raising money so that we can help families not go home with empty arms. So that's those are my goals.
0: That's wonderful. How can people listening to this podcast uh, learn more about you, support your efforts uh, or just become more involved in general?
1: Well I, um, I have I have my social media handles of course I have um, Mrs. New York American. Um, Mrs. N.Y. American. And I think if, you know, the way that can help is the way they can help Star Legacy Foundation is those things that I just spoke about previously. Um, and sharing anything of relevance, um, making, helping us to make connections with hospitals and doctors and, and 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 those types of people so that we can get the word out, so that we can help more families. Uh, also, you know, I know that we have support support groups, you know, sharing those so that those who are grieving uh, are able to to find a place, you know, go and, and, you know, share their grief. You know, it's so funny because ironically, well, not ironically, since I became Mrs. New York American and sharing, I have had women reach out to me saying they need help they need support. And I'm so thankful that I'm able to say, oh, you know, Star Legacy Foundation has, you know, support. They have support groups. They have support groups for the grandparents. They have support groups for parents. You know, it's just, it's just been a, it's, it's kind of a double edged sword because it's sad. You know, it's so sad that I have to even tell them, but I'm so grateful that I can impart that to them so that they don't have to go through this alone.
0: Well, oh, Marjorie, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to chat with me. Thank you for choosing the Star Legacy Foundation and Stillbirth Awareness as your platform. It's it's such a wonderful thing, and as you know, it needs all the attention it can get. So, thank you so much for everything.
1: Yes, thank you. And I, and I think if it was one last imparting word that I can give is, I think that's very important. Um, last a uh, few few weeks ago we celebrated our son's what would have been our son's 16 um, 16th birthday and I think one thing that I would like to encourage to anyone who's listening who may be a friend or you know of someone who's gone through this is to just really help help people to remember because one thing that we we as parent of law we never forget and it encourages us so much when other people help help To remember I love our little ones that passed away so you know just encourage a friend you know love them up remember remember our little ones it would just it encourages us so much
0: I'm really glad you closed with that because my my wife and I we experienced the loss of our daughter Reese approximately six years ago the her sixth birthday is coming up and our biggest fear every year is that people are going to forget and so far that hasn't happened you know we have, yes. we have such wonderful family members and friends that it hasn't happened but it's it is our one of our biggest fears and it's it's very common that that's a fear for people who've experienced this
1: yeah it's the big fear and my my condolences and my my love to you on your loss it's it, it you know you learn to live you, you keep living but it's very very difficult you always it's always in your heart
0: absolutely Well, Marjorie, thank you you again for your time. I really enjoyed speaking with you.
1: Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you taking the time to interview me. Thank you.
0: That's all for this episode of Stillbirth Matters. I'm Chris Duffy. Thanks for listening.